0: Hey gang, happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of Don't Bank On It. So I wanted to spend a few minutes this morning talking about PPP. And, you know, it's been a popular thing to to just bash it, you know, bash the way it was rolled out bash the Ready, Fire, Aim approach, uh, bash how it was implemented and processed by the big banks, how some credit unions opted out and referred their small business customers elsewhere. So first and foremost, it's a great thing. It, It was a great thing. It is a great thing. It always was a positive. And it always, to some extent, was a race for the money, right? Now, certainly, were there some people at the ready, at their computer, at 3 a.m. when it rolled out? Yes. Did some people finally get around to doing it a week and a half later and still get funds? Yes. So I can tell you that as an SBA broker and having originated almost 80 of these, that for the most part, it was hit or miss. And you could control that to a large extent by being prepared for the application, by being prepared for the uploads, by utilizing the tools at your disposal, at least as it relates to the way we originated these loans as a broker. So our process was simply to, at number one, educate the, the small business owner on what the process was exactly from A to Z, and walk them through the application, walk them through the questions, walk them through exactly what was needed in terms of documentation, how to upload it, what to do if it wouldn't take your upload, and then to be available to them while they were completing the application. And we found that for those that followed those particular steps, They had success. Now, that's not true in 100% of the cases, of course, because you get the systems crashing and you get other variables that you can't control. But for the most part, all of our new clients, really, because they all came in, for the most part, from referrals. And these were borrowers and small business owners that could not get a PPP loan with their local bank or their local credit union, or they were a customer of a big bank, a B of A, a Wells, a Chase, that maybe they were participating and they shut it down for a time where they had caveats such as checking accounts, or you had to be a certain type of business customer, you had to be a certain level Of business customer, or there was a time where B of A actually you had actually had to have a line of an open active line of credit. So there were all sorts of bogeys that were placed in front of small business owners. But for the most part, it was a really good thing. And what we've seen recently is that there's been so much complaining about it, especially when it ran out of money. And Listen, I'm not going to defend the administration. I'm not going to defend how it was rolled out. This show is really not about that. But would anyone have said, listen, let's hold off on the $350 billion until we, you know, dial the right number in? No, of course not. So, first of all, the fact that it was even done is an amazing thing, right? And the fact that there'll be more, is an amazing thing. So was it flawed? Of course. Will the next round be flawed? Of course. But we all saw this coming. It was not a very well-kept secret. Within the first week, there were 700,000 businesses in California alone that were applying for these monies. So if you didn't see it coming, then take a little bit of accountability in that. And own that. If you saw it coming and were up at 301 and your bank wasn't returning your call, then you have a legitimate beef with them. But the other fascinating thing that we're seeing, and and remember, I've been in this racket since 1997, right? So I've been with big banks and small banks and community banks and national lenders and boutique lenders and now I run a brokerage, so I, I'm fairly well qualified to say this, that we, we've we been seeing a lot of the community banks really puff their chests, saying what an amazing job that their staffs did, and man, they were working nights, and they were working weekends, and boy, we're so proud to be a part of the story. Okay, well, working nights and weekends as something to be celebrated, number one, is fundamentally flawed, right? So you broke your banker's hours, which by the way is closer to nine to three with an hour and a half lunch just to process some PPP loans. And and let me tell you folks, let's not kid ourselves here. Although it's a lot of work and I'm not belittling any particular 18 hour day or I'm not talking about individuals here. I'm just talking about People really enjoying their accomplishments in what should really be something where you help and you're quiet and you do your job. To paraphrase uh, an entire Patriot Nation fan base up here, just do your job. You've got small business customers that need a PPP loan to be processed. Go ahead and process it. It's not hard. I've My average time to process these loans was 15 minutes. I, I kid you not. We Once you get a rhythm going and if you've got a decent software package, it takes you five minutes to run down the required documents, another five minutes or 10 minutes to walk them through the application that they're going to complete online. Remember, this was entirely designed to be a paperless DocuSign environment. And another five or 10 minutes for some Q&A and for next steps and to manage their expectations. It's not a six, seven-hour odyssey where you're doing deep forensic underwriting dives and taking it to committees and going back and forth with conditions. You're just not. For as flawed as this program was, they were and are fairly consistent with the documents that are required. And my advice to our clients was simply, if you're not sure whether or not to upload a tax return or a 940 or a 941, upload it anyway upload it wherever you can because you can always peel back from that you can't always go back in and add a, a document because you're just that that puts you even more into the abyss and the line has since formed to be longer and longer and longer and now you're back at at the back of it so that's number 1 a lot of the community banks are 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 tripping over themselves about what an amazing job they did and and breaking their arms patting each other on the back well listen if you if you're a bank with seven or eight nine ten branches and this is for the most part a process it's not a a true decision making endeavor on a on an s b a loan it is a process um, so for For that particular model, right, if you've got a dozen branches, more or less, and you've got a full staff, and remember, everybody's been making money right up until this pandemic. So you've got plenty of money. You've got plenty of time. You've got plenty of staff. So let's get a couple dozen pizzas. Let's get some soda. Let's work the weekend and have a little fun with it. I don't know that it's something that needs to be shouted from the rooftops because to me, it's just another day. You can be proud of the accomplishment. You can be proud that you're helping. But to put yourself on a pedestal and even some of these things get carried away. There was a social media post the other day by one of the banks that thought they should be included among the list of helpers. No. Nope. I'm not going to put myself or anybody that works at a bank with a with a nurse, with a doctor, with an EMT, with a police officer, a fireman, anybody that's got to be out there with a spouse of a loved one who has a health condition, has to go to the hospital every day. It's completely different. So let's not get too drunk on the champagne of doing what we were supposed to do in the first place. That's a pet peeve of mine in case you can't tell. The other fascinating thing that we're seeing, and I'm not a big bank apologist at all. But the other fascinating thing that we're seeing is people are ripping, just obliterating their banks, especially the Chases, the B of As, the Wells's, the Cities, because they were either denied, meaning they just weren't able to get a seat at the table. Or they started the process and they were locked out. Or in Wells' case, they had a capital issue and they had to take a break. So once again, I'm not apologizing for how anyone was treated for any particular instance. But I will say this, that the backlog of applications, with, especially with the national and large regional banks, was in the tens of thousands we would have conversations with underwriting managers and ask them listen we've got uh, you know standard loans here can we send our ppp loans to you and they would say you can but you'd have to get in line behind the 15,000 that we got from sunday night until this morning and that was on a tuesday so how do you process 15 20 30 40,000 loans How do you you get your arms around that? So my point is that I don't know that every bank deserves a pass on every situation. I'm not saying that, but it is a a hell of a lot easier if you're a community bank and you're going to process 80, 100, 200 of these things than you would for a regional bank that has to process 90,000. It is a completely different marching order. And... I've just seen so much of that, that from someone who is behind the curtain, who has delivered to local banks, credit unions, community banks, national banks, I would just temper how I interpret all of the information coming from the big banks and the small banks. So I'll close with this for small business owners that – are or have been locked out as of this point. There's a second wave coming, whether it's $250 billion or another $350 billion and how exactly it looks, how it's rolled out is to be determined. It's being negotiated right now. It'll happen. It'll come. It'll be here. So you'll have, have a very, very good chance of getting funds for your business. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not. But there is an absolute chance that it can be really impactful on your business. It's coming, be prepared, because the lenders are prepared. So how, do you, how are you prepared? You make sure you have your documents as fresh as you can. You make sure that you have letters of explanation saved in a PDF format if you don't have exactly what they're asking for. For example, if you're a sole prop and you haven't done your taxes yet, go ahead and do your taxes. Right now, and then have that document because that's far likely far less likely to hold up your loan than if you don't have your tax return done for two thousand and nineteen, so get that done now um, be prepared for when it comes up because it's our belief that it will be coming out very soon, uh, and then I think at that point, if you don't get it again then you have to look inward now because you've got an opportunity to do all of your research, all of your due diligence, to pick a bank, to actually get your application in. We're taking applications. Our partners are taking applications, and we're parking you in line for when this gets rolled out again. So, yes, this was a cluster. The next one will probably be a cluster, but make sure you have good support from your broker from your banker. Make sure you can always get them on the weekends. You can always get them in the evenings. You can always text them if you need to, and they'll respond right back. That shouldn't be a heroic effort in a pandemic. That should be the regular course of business, and that's the level of service that we strive for. So that's all I got on that topic. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Go get them.